I'm really doing something different this time. I don't really think I've ever done anything like this before. I mean, this is like the fourth or fifth time I've tried to record this podcast. The night I originally recorded it, which was Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday night. I probably did like three or four takes. They were all fucking shit water. And I'm sitting here on Saturday when this shit should have been out for like two or three days. Guess what the fuck I'm doing again? I'm recording a podcast that I've already recorded before. (laughs) That's nuts. But it kind of made me think and realize that I definitely miss having a co-host because, like, having a nice, solid co-host to, like, break up the monotony when I feel like I'm talking too much, but also to, like, have a little back and forth with to take a break from my voice. Not only just take a break from my voice, just, you know, you know, a little flirty flirty here, a little talky talk there, you know. It's kind of a nice thing. But hey, 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 it's the big motherfucking baby. And I'm back for the first time, for the fourth time, for the 16th, 17th, 8th time, for the 20th, 45th time, nigga. And I'm going to do this pod. And I'm going to do it right. So the problem was, one of the reasons why I'm redoing this shit was because I didn't like, I, I, I didn't really organize my topics, right? I had my topics. I didn't like rack and stack them. I didn't group them. And that's what really kind of like fucked it up because there's definitely some good, some one-liners in there that I'm definitely going to miss. You know, a little jokey joke here, a jokey joke there. But man, it was just a dry ass pod. I guess, like, I didn't really feel like doing it, but I knew I needed to do it. And then I was like, and I did it, and I didn't really feel like doing it. So, like, it was just it was just really weird. It was really, really, really weird. Uh, so, here I am. Here I am, once again. I'm doing this podcast. Yeah, a little, little, little white music for your flavor, baby. Let me turn my damn phone down. So, I ain't got no... So I ain't got no all this damn background noise. But yeah, uh, so here I am to redo this podcast. And it's November 9th. I just want to put this out there. What the fuck is No Nut November? Like, whose idea was it to start this dumb shit? Like, hey, the month of November, know what we should do? Great motherfucking idea, my nigga. Dog, we ain't gonna nut, period. We turning out pussy. We ain't jacking off. We ain't doing nothing, nigga. I don't know who came up with that dumb shit, but they crazy as hell. For one, I have to work hard to get my nuts. I don't know about you. I just ain't got them here, there, everywhere. Dropped them draws on my command. I got to work to get these nuts as a young single man. So, um, I ain't discriminating just because it's November. I can be like, hey, look here, baby, you know, I got to keep it 100 with you. I'm really feeling you. I know you feeling me. I kind of like these vibes we got going and shit, right? But I need you to understand, you got to respect no nut November, girl. Ain't nobody nothing this month. Nothing. Ain't nobody nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. If you don't get the fuck out of here, boy, man, nigga, please. That is the dumbest shit in the world. I bet some woman came up with No Nut November. She was probably tired of her motherfucking man cheating on her motherfucking ass. She was like, you know what? He ain't doing nothing this month. He ain't jacking off. He ain't cheating. He ain't gonna gonna fuck me. 
no nut November. But that's just my theory on it. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a big motherfucking baby. But for you men who, who, who do this no nut November, more power to you. I'm just going to tell y'all motherfuckers to put the bottle down. But now the topics that actually matter in the whole grand scheme of motherfucking things. Let's see, where are we starting at, man? Get the fuck out of your bubble. Here's one thing that I've noticed. And, and, I, and I guess I've seen it multiple times, but now I just see it more often than I ever have. It's people are so goddamn comfortable in their fucking bubble. And I get we like to be validated. We love to be verified. But at some point, you should want to be challenged, right? You shouldn't always want to be the smartest person in the room. Or you shouldn't always want to have the favorable thought process in the room, right? You should want to be around people who think differently from you. People who would challenge you. People who would help you grow. As a young man, I thought that was the case with most people. But as I've gotten older, I, I, I see that that's, it, it's not that at all. We want to be validated by those around us. And we don't necessarily want to be challenged. Some people try to put this on the, on the younger generation. Oh, you Gen Zers, you millennials, y'all just don't understand. No, it ain't just us. It ain't just motherfucking us. It is damn near everybody. The average person that I encounter does not want to be made uncomfortable. And I, and I get it. At times, I want to be in my comfort zone. I, I, I really do. And sometimes I want to be challenged. I, but I will take being challenged any day over always being in my damn comfort zone. When it comes to my thought process. Now, there are there are some things that I'd much rather do in my comfort zone that I'm going to take every time. Like, if we're going out, I want to go somewhere where they play hip-hop. I always want to go there. That's my comfort zone. But, because you know I'm back in school, right? Y'all know I'm back in school. And when we have these conversations, like, in, in, in some of my classes, and we get to, like, talking about highly controversial topics... And you'll find somebody who is afraid to say what they truly mean because they may offend somebody. Or they're just not receptive to a different way of thought. I'm not telling you to listen to the way that someone else speaks in order to change your mind. All I'm saying is understand that your reality is not always reality, right? It's your reality, but it's not everyone else's reality. So you should take that into consideration when you're listening to what other people have to say. Because, my God, if, if, if we all just, which the world is going to, if we just stay in our comfort zone, right? We stay in our bubbles. We stay around people who think the way that we think. We stay around people who don't challenge us. We're never going to motherfucking grow. And I'm afraid of where that pushes our society to in the future, right? So here we go. Don't find this motherfucking shit. So, so here's a, one of those things that kind of got me on this. Here we go. Being offended. Saying you are offended is essentially saying that you are incapable of controlling and managing your own emotions, so everyone has to do it for you. Now, on this, I, I mostly agree with this. I don't agree with the entire thing because... At some point, you do have to draw a line to where some things bother you. You can't be numb to everything. And some people are assholes, some people are dicks, and some people lack perspective. So, they can say some things that will rub you the wrong way, and it's their own ignorant perspective. Now, the key is being able to handle yourself in these situations. It's that, okay, you have offended me. Let's see, what, what are your intentions? 
Did you say this to try to upset me? Because if you did, then I'm definitely not going to give you that energy. But if you spoke from a place of ignorance, but you're willing to listen and learn to gain a different, a different perspective, let's have a conversation about it. But instead, we say we're offended. Oh, I'm offended. We should cancel him. We should get him out of here. No. Don't get rid of people because you don't agree with the way that they think. I don't give a fuck how antiquated their thought process is. We can't get rid of these people. We can't silence these people because if you don't, if you don't allow these people to speak out loud, you would never know that they exist and you never get the opportunity to educate them. Because quieting them, canceling them does not get rid of them. You just quiet them. You suppress them. But they're still there. They still fucking exist. And the goal should be to not get rid of the person themselves, but educate them in a way that they become more tolerant and, and receptive of things that are different from them. I don't need you to think the way that I think. I just need you to respect my mind. Right? And I'm going to respect yours. Because there are lifestyles that, I'm, that I, don't, I don't accept. Well, excuse me. I don't. I accept them, but I don't agree with them, right? There are a lot of things that I'm like, okay, well, I don't care if you do it for you, but for me, for me and my family, it's not happening. So, quick little fucking uh, aside, I'm sitting here watching the Rockets play the Bulls, and P.J. Tucker damn near had a fast break, but because it wasn't totally one-on-one, he just pulled the ball out. It's amazing the way that basketball has changed over the past few years. But anyways... That kind of sums up what I feel about you people being offended. I, I, I don't. There's nothing wrong with with feeling something that somebody says because we're humans. We feel, but the importance is don't personalize it and be willing to have a conversation. And whether you're the offender or the offendee, be willing to have that conversation and listen to the other side. I'm not asking you to agree. All I'm asking you to do is be a part of the conversation so that you get a better understanding. Oh, another thing. You motherfuckers oh, talking about getting out of your bubble. Stop living in the fucking past. I am so fucking tired of getting on social media and seeing people talking about, man, back in the day, boy, I tell you what, man, I was nice, boy. Let me tell you something, boy. A coach on so it gave me the opportunity. Boy, I tell you, I would have been killing them. Or ain't none of y'all boys nicer than so-and-so-and-so, boy, from, from goddamn the age of six to the age of 16, he was a killer. Man, look, I don't care what your rec stats is. I don't care what your middle school stats is. I barely care what your high school stats are. What did, what did it get for you? Did it open a door to another place in life? Did it did it teach you a valuable lesson that's made you a better person? Or are we just gonna talk about how nice you were when you were twelve because you hit puberty before everybody else? Or you were nice because you were not more naturally gifted than everybody else, but you didn't work on your skills, you didn't hone your game, or you had other outside things that took you away from being the best person you could be. All I'm saying is if your glory years are behind you, then you you, you hustling backwards. Especially when you're my age. If your glory years are behind you, I'm 20 fucking 8. Well, I'll be 28 next week. Same, same, boss. If your glory years are behind you, you are hustling backwards. You're, you're aging like milk and not like wine. You should be getting better with time. You should be creating new memories 
new good times, new glory years in the present. As opposed to looking back 10, 15 years, damn near 20 years and saying, oh boy, it ain't got no better since then. God damn, well, what the fuck are you living for? And not to say that like, you should be dead, but like, what, what is driving you in life to where that you are so stuck in the past that you're not looking towards the future to create something new for you, yourself, and your potential family, or your family if you already have one. This is something that I don't personally understand because, again, I don't dwell on the past. Things happen. Oh, yeah, that was great. Don't get me wrong. I've had some great times in life. Co- high school was fun. College was fun. San Diego was fun. Bahrain was fun. But guess what? I'm creating new memories day in and day out, and I fucking love it. I love where I'm at in life. Is it perfect? No. Is this my ultimate peak? No. Is this my goddamn most desolate valley? Absolutely not. But it ebbs and flows. But I'll say, life has been better in the last five years than it was 15 years ago. Hell, I make more money. I can do more shit. I have more independence. I have more freedom. I'm smarter. I've met more people. I've met better people. And don't get me wrong. The times on the gridiron, the times on the court, the times on the diamond, those were great fucking times. But at some point, we have to leave that behind us and move forward and live our new life and not dwell on our old life. So as you all know, this is a kind of misogynistic podcast, um, which I'm okay with. I'm not a total misogynist. I think I'm a traditional man. Excuse me, that's pretty gross. But oftentimes, my views are taken as misogynist. So I, I just I just roll with it, right? So I had a Facebook post the other day because I, now I started to engage the people in Facebook. I realized the people on Facebook they're actually pretty fun and funny, but but more than that, I just be you know just be in there and just talking my shit, having fun, right? So I had this post. Uh, let me see if I can remember. Here we go. If you're a man, I will not love anything that you post. Because you know how on Facebook you can like like and love and laugh and whatever, all this other bullshit. I'm going to tell you, if you're a grown-ass man, I'm not loving shit. I'm not putting no heart on nothing of yours. Okay? I, 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 I don't give a damn what it is. I'm not loving it because I don't love. Because so, I don't love none of that shit. You know what I mean? I don't. I like it. It ain't much that a goddamn grown man does that I love. Even my motherfucking friends. I don't. I like them. Got love for them. I'm like, hey, bro, I love you, dog. Every now and then I'll tell them that if I'm drunk enough. But on the day in and day out, I don't know, nigga. I'm not telling you that. We're not being vulnerable and emotional on, on the regular. We can occasionally, but not on the regular. I'm damn sure not going to do it on Facebook for the whole world to see. No. And, and when I talk about toxic masculinity, right, there it goes. There goes some of my toxic masculinity. That I don't like to show emotion towards people that I care about, especially men. Because it might be taken the wrong way. And some people say, oh, you're homophobic. No, I'm not homophobic. I'm not. I'm not gay. And I'm not going to do anything that makes me appear to be gay. Because that's not a lifestyle that's... That I live by. I don't care if a motherfucker's gay. It doesn't bother me. I don't think being gay is wrong. It's just something that I don't personally do. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, I don't eat hunks of cheese. I don't think anything is wrong with it. But personally, I don't eat hunks of cheese. Same, same boss. So that was just something funny that I just wanted to, you know, kind of talk about for a hot second, talk about some of my toxic masculinity. But, man, I saw this goddamn post on IG, and it really, really got me going, got me thinking. Because I've been working on this on this concept, the, the BBS, and, and there's three types of BBS. And one type I didn't even realize was a type of BBS from the original BBS that I made Shit, I don't know, in like 2015, 2016. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember when I, when I introduced the BBS. And I don't even know if I've introduced it on a podcast. I've talked about it somewhere, uh, maybe Snapchat back in the early days of me starting this bullshit. And it's not really bullshit, but y'all know what the fuck I mean. So this nigga James Harden is cooking. Oh, oh, the grease is hot. But anyways, let's get to the BBS. So a long, long time ago, I came up with this shit called uh, the BBS, right? Uh, it's called the, the, the original BBS is the bitter bitch syndrome and it comes from bitter ass women, obviously women who be like, I can do bad all by myself. Nigga, you can't spell team without me. Oh, you big mad, huh? So you got, you got, you got bitter bitch syndrome, which is type one BBS you got batter bit syndrome, which is type 2 BBS. And then you got type 3, the most common form of BBS, which is bitches be stupid. So you, you saw, I don't know if you saw, I saw. You know, Monica and Shannon Brown and got a divorce after however many years. I don't know. I don't care. None of my business. It's just one of them days when a girl goes through. Yeah, well, it's one of them days, Monica. Um, So she was like, New beginners required shedding it all. Black heart MDA. I guess that's on my fucking initials. Because her middle name is Denise Monica. Denise, whatever your maiden name is, I don't give a damn. And she naked. And she got a little heart covering up a little bit of your, her ass, you can see. But her lashes look really fake. They, they might be cheap because the way I'm looking at them, it's very obvious where they connect to her other lashes at. So I don't know. And her wig is not uh, uh, amazing. Uh, but that, that's neither here nor there. She's still fine as hell, and I got them. Give her the stick man, stick man, yeah, that's me. A stick man, stick man, big baby. All that. So, anyways, she posted that shit. I was like, God damn, that motherfucker's suffering from bitter bitch syndrome, ain't she? This motherfucker's bitter than a son bitch. You only post some shit like that if you are bitter. Don't tell me you can do bad all by yourself. Don't say, oh, the only way to move forward is to shed it. <laughs> Y'all niggas paper and I'm scissors and I'm about to cut it. Like, shut up. It's okay to hurt. It's all right. You don't have to put on a strong face all the time. Like, we human. Motherfuckers hurt. But you damn sure ain't got to put on your strong face with social media because here's the problem. Here's the problem with type 1 BBS. Is that once you project your type 1 BBS into the rest of the world, you unite a group of women 
and I'm just not going to say women, a group of people who suffer from type 1 BBS too. So then all the bitter bitches are just on here talking to each other like, oh, girl, it's okay. He don't deserve you. He don't deserve that. You don't know what the fuck he deserved because you don't know what the fuck they went through and you don't know why the fuck they split up. You just taking the side of the motherfucker that you like or the motherfucker that spoke out first. You, you feel me? Now, I don't believe in taking no damn sides because it ain't my relationship. And if you really ask me, I don't give a flying fuck. I don't, I don't give a damn. I want Monica to be happy. I want Shannon Brown to be happy. But if they ain't, I ain't losing no goddamn sleep. My bills still get paid on the 1st and the 15th. But I still get my check. So I don't give a fuck about them. I don't. So, that, it's just, you know, I just don't like to see this type of behavior. Uh, 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 um. I'm going to say emphasize. It's less than me caring about it being emphasized. I just care more about it just being praised. Like, oh, yes, sis, I feel you. Yeah, because all you motherfucking bitches are bitter. That's bitter bitch syndrome. The batter bitch syndrome is a little bit different. That's type 2 BBS. So type 2 is batter. And that's when you've gone through a lot. Relationships have been tough on you. And, and you acting out because you're battered. And, and, and I, I'm more receptive to battered bitch syndrome because a lot of times it, it's not your fault that you were battered originally. But usually you stay around for the bullshit and that's why it, you, you just be so traumatized. So like an example of battered bitch syndrome is when, you know, you meet a dope chick, y'all really vibing out, but then she just starts fucking up the relationship for no reason. She just starts self, self-destructing and sabotaging the shit. And you be like, why are you acting like this? What is going on with you? Well, you know, in my past, I had this guy, he did me like this, and I'm just like, I'm not him. Get your confidence, Stella, get your groove back, baby. Or, you know, you meet a chick who who doesn't have a lot of confidence, and, and when you say, oh, man, that's a pretty good idea. Oh, really? I've never really had anybody tell me that I've had a good idea. The fuck, man? What do you mean you ain't never had somebody tell you I had a motherfucking good idea? What? 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 Yeah, no, people don't really listen to what I have to say. So I'd be like, man, you either battered or stupid. If you're battered, I can work with you because I want to help you, you know, build up your confidence, make you a better human being. But if you're stupid, well, Larry Cable guy said, you can't fix stupid. I know I can't. I struggle to tolerate it. Personally. So that is type 3 BBS. Or type 2, excuse me. Type 2 BBS. Now, type 3. Type 3 is the most common form of BBS. It is. Bruh, bitches just be stupid. Bitches be stupid. And that's a touchy subject. And, and here's why it's so goddamn touchy. It, it, it's touchy because it's so damn common. And again, I'm pretty sure I said, you know, a bitch can be anybody. A, a bitch don't necessarily have to be a woman. Um, but yeah, the, the, the most common form of it is, um, is, yeah, bitches be stupid. Because a lot of motherfuckers are just goddamn stupid. And it's hard to diagnose stupid because it's so damn common. That you, 
You'll be dealing with a stupid motherfucker. Well, excuse me. Not me. But it'd be so many stupid motherfuckers dealing with one another that they don't realize that they some stupid motherfuckers. Because they both just stupid as hell. And they do stupid shit together. And you'd be like, oh, man, they look so normal. And then you start talking to them. And you'd be like, why would you do something like that? And then you're like, god damn, bro, bitches be stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, example of bitches be stupid. You meet someone. Nigga ain't shit. Niggas express to you, I ain't shit. I don't want to be shit. Ain't going to be shit. My daddy wasn't shit. My granddaddy wasn't shit. I'm going to raise my son the same way. Teach him not to be shit. I can fix him. No, you can't, stupid. You can't fix shit. You can't even fix your goddamn self. What the fuck make you think you're going to fix this goddamn nigga? Stupid. Even niggas. Even niggas, niggas be on the same shit, too. Motherfucker have a, have a goddamn, they be like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, you know. You know, she be tripping sometimes, but we, we can make it work, y'all. I know we can make it work. You know, I, I know I be fucking up and all this shit, but here's what, man, here's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to do everything right for about a month, and I'm going to start back fucking up. And then she going to leave me. I'm going to be like, oh, man, no, nah, we can work it out, baby. You know, it's my last time. No, nigga, stop being stupid. You've been fucking up the whole time. Just be a fuck up and, and move on. Bitches be stupid. So, so of the three BBSs, uh, bitches be stupid is the most common one. And it's the most applicable one. Because you just see some dumb shit and you just be like, bro, bitches be stupid. And explain so much. You just see somebody doing some dumb shit be like, bro, bitches be stupid. And then the motherfucker be like, who you calling a bitch? I'm not calling you a bitch. Everybody's a bitch. Bitch. Bitches be stupid. Because remember, we call the bitches bitches because the bitches love it. If you are a bitch, you love that word. You love to be called a bitch, you bitch you. I ain't talking to the queens now. I ain't talking to the kings, but the bitches, bitches love being called bitches. But anyways, I'm starting to ramble. Next topic. Uh, I told y'all about talking about back in the day, right? Yeah, leave that shit back in the day, nigga. We don't give a fuck. Um... Social media don't care. BBS one, two, and three criticizing niggas. You know, you, you, so this is something that's just kind of out of the blue. Criticizing people, you know, I guess because I'm from a small town, I, I think things hit a little bit differently. Uh, but people act like you can't have a criticism or an analysis of something that somebody does—a negative analysis, but an analysis none the, nonetheless—and not be a hater. I can be proud of somebody and still say, hey, bro, you're doing terrible at what you're doing right now. But I can be proud of, of like, the status that you've achieved, right? Uh, so, example. In my hometown, Cartersville, Georgia, northwest Georgia, Bartow County, we, ha- we, we, we have um, a pro- professional athlete. Uh, Vic Beasley plays defensive end outside linebacker for the Falcons, drafted seventh overall out of Clemson. Had a great season in, what, 2016, but he's been pretty much, uh, yeah, he's just been on the field outside of that one great season. And, and, and people have started to be critical of him, which, I mean, I've been privately critical. I don't necessarily go on my social media platforms and talk about it because I rarely talk about sports. Um, I can say rarely, but I don't, I don't do much just random sports talk and Honestly, I'm not doing a lot of Falcons talk because outside of Falcons fans, nobody gives a fuck about them niggas. 
Um, so, so with that, my ass is, has been quiet about it. But I've, I've, been, I've been watching. And some people have come out and said, hey, bro, this nigga ain't, ain't, ain't cutting a mustard, bro. And I ain't going to say, like, oh, he suck because I'm not going to go that far. But people just say, hey, his, 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 in other words, his performance has not been up to par. And I think that's true. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about people like, bro, how you going to talk shit about him when he was better than you? He shit on you. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not talking about that. We are talking about someone's ability to do their job. And yes, no, we don't talk about my ability to do my job publicly because I don't play for a $9 billion company. Nobody gives a fuck about how well I do my goddamn job, but my boss. Okay? But when you play a sport, when you are an artist, people will publicly talk about you. I have a podcast. You know what somebody can do? You can go rank, review, rate, review my podcast. You can give me one star and say this shit is motherfucking terrible. Granted, on a much smaller scale than an NBA or an NFL player, but nonetheless, when you put shit out there publicly, people can have a public opinion. And if you are a goddamn athlete, you are putting your work out there publicly so people can have a public opinion. But just because somebody says, hey, bro, this motherfucker ain't doing shit right now, does not mean that they a motherfucking hater. It don't mean that they don't even, that they dislike the motherfucker. It don't mean that they ain't proud of the motherfucker. All it means is the motherfucker is not meeting expectations. Okay? And, and, and for you, for, for, for the believers, it's like, bro, well, well, look, look what happened this year. I don't give a fuck what happened three years ago. It's what can you do for me? What have you done for me lately? It's a motherfucking contract year. You feel me? It's not hating to be critical. It just means, hey, I see something and I'm telling you how I feel about what I see. That's all. That's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't get me wrong, there's probably awesome haters around here who who, who, who was saying, this motherfucker ain't this, this motherfucker ain't that. But fuck them. The average person don't give a damn because they're not affected by it. And then you got the believers who like won't say who, 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 who just woman? Nah, bro. Nah, hell no. Nah. You talking about my nigga like that? My nigga been doing no, no. Your nigga hasn't. It's okay to be. It's okay to be objective. They'll still be your friend if they really. If y'all, if y'all are really friends, they're still your friend if you have an objective opinion about them. Now, if you disrespect, that's a hold on the ball game. And I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about disrespecting somebody. I'm not saying, hey, fuck that nigga. He suck. That's disrespectful. But to not, but to be in. To be unable to have an objective opinion on some stuff is fucking crazy. And like sports fans do it all the time. Motherfuckers don't want to say what it is about their team. Oh yeah, my team ain't that good this year. Now we're going to be alright. I'm riding with these niggas. I'm betting on them. That's dumb. I ain't betting on no sorry ass niggas. I ain't betting on the Falcons regularly to win a game. I might like look at the spread and I might Vegas bet them. But I ain't going to bet no nigga down the street be like, hey bro. What you got? 25 on the game? All right, bad nigga, run it. Fuck no. For one, my payout's not going to be nearly as good as it could be if I took it to Vegas. And two, like, I'm not necessarily baiting on these niggas to win. Fuck no. And I've seen some of it when the college football playoff shit come out. Oh, why is that LSU number one? Huh? Well, they'll be number one next week, maybe, possibly. Just beat Alabama. Why is Clemson out of the top five? Who cares? They're going to be in the top five this year because Alabama lost and, and, and Penn State lost. Let's see how this shit works. But because you may know somebody on one of those teams, you can't fucking objectively talk about it, and I think it's bullshit. It goes back to getting out of your goddamn comfort zone. Get out of your fucking bubble. Okay? Grow up. Mature. Be objective. It's okay. I promise you it's okay. 
Your best friend wasn't the best athlete. It's okay. It's some niggas who was better than him. Hey, 90s niggas. All y'all niggas didn't play that aggressive. All these niggas now aren't soft. It's okay. Get out of your fucking bubble. You feel me? Hey, every every rapper from Atlanta ain't no snapping pop ass. Uh, 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 uh. What's that shit called? Um, that voice shit. Whatever that voice shit T-Pain uses. Uh, Auto-tune. Everybody isn't that. Every Cali nigga ain't wearing chucks. I mean, most of them are, but all of them ain't. Every New York nigga ain't got on a pair of Tim's B. You know what I mean? Get out of your fucking bubble. Open your horizons, man. And speaking of getting out of your fucking bubble, open your goddamn horizons. Got tilt. T.I. What the fuck is going on with you, dog? So, I'm going to look at this. All y'all know about the T.I. shit with going to the uh, gynecologist with his daughter and all of that, right? We're going to get to that following this commercial break. I think it's funny I be announcing, announcing commercial breaks, even though I ain't got no ads, probably will never have ads. Even if I can get ads, I probably won't take them just because I don't. It just depends. Well, it depends on who they are. But, you know, I'm not diluting my content for anybody. But, I, yeah, Tip been going to the gynecologist with his daughter. And if Tip is going to the gynecologist with his daughter to be a parent who is aware of what's going on with his daughter and her body, although she is 18, she is technically an adult, and she would have to sign a paperwork to allow him in. I see nothing wrong if he is taking part in that, okay? Don't shit on me for being a man and saying that. Do I think that it would probably make more sense if her mother did it? Did it? Sure. But if he's a, if he's a parent who's been actively involved in taking her to the doctor for the majority of her life, and keeping up with going, what's, with what's going on with her body, I have no problem with that. If they have that relationship where she talks to her dad about whatever, I have no problem with that. Now, on the other hand, apparently he's checking in to see if, uh, well, let me see, what, what are them things called again? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, her woman parts that say if... Uh, of uh, uh, Ohio, like you're checking on our hymen, and hymen's. So here's what I got from Planned Parenthood. I don't care who needs to hear this, but virginity is made is a made up social construct. I do not believe that virginity is a thing. You can be a fucking virgin. That means you haven't fucked. Now, whether or not it's a good or bad thing, that's 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 a social construct. But being a virgin, no, 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 that's a thing. Even if you don't have the name for it, it's a thing. A person who hasn't fucked before. Well, anyways, IDK who needs to hear this, but virginity is a made-up social construct, and it has absolutely nothing to do with your hymen. Some people just naturally have hymens that are more open, and many other activities besides sex can stretch your hymen, like riding a bike, doing sports, putting something in your vagina, like a tampon or a finger, or a dildo. I added dildo. Uh, once your hymen is stretched open, it can't grow back. Some people think... You can tell if someone's had sex before if their hymen is stretched open, but that's not the case. Say it with us. You can't tell if someone had sex by the way that their hymen looks or feels. You better say that shit, sis. All right, that's what the fuck the internet said, okay? So, T.I., if you are trying to police your daughter's body, again, I'm not telling you how to parent. No, no, fuck that. Yes, I am. I'm tired of people saying, all right, go tell somebody how to parent. Yeah, no, fuck that. Sometimes people need to be told how to goddamn parent. 
And if you were goddamn trying to monitor your, your 18-year-old daughter's virginity, I think that's a goddamn problem. If you're trying to, oh, excuse me. If you're trying, if you're trying to monitor her virginity as it deters from her having sex, that is a fucking problem. Now, if you're trying to ensure that she makes responsible decisions, I'm okay with that. But trying to police her sex life is 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 a bit much. And I get it. I don't have a child, so people can say you don't know until you have them. If I have a daughter, I don't want her to be no goddamn slut. I don't want every nigga around the block fucking her. And I probably feel weird when I find out that she's having sex. But if an 18-year-old boy wants to have sex, he's got to have sex with an 18-year-old girl, don't he? If they're, if they're uh, you know, if they're uh, heterosexual, right? So, so what the fuck? He was a young man one time getting some pussy trying to fuck. Don't you want young women to have sex with? It takes two to tango to have consensual sex, which is the only sex you should be having. So, I don't understand why Tip is worried about somebody trying to pull a tip in his daughter. I just don't, I just can't get with it. So, parents, don't hover, don't be like, oh no, my kid ain't gonna be fucking hell no. Motherfucker's 18, motherfucker can vote, motherfucker can join the military, motherfucker can be tried as an adult, motherfucker is legal to have sex in every goddamn state. Let them make their own decisions. And I think that goes to a bigger, a, a bigger thing in parenting. Parents should be guides, you know what I'm saying? They should guide their children, but they, shouldn't have, they, they should not be dictate what the fuck their kids do. Let your kids develop their own dreams. Let them develop their own goals. You can guide them. Give them information. Give them as much information as possible. Give them a safe space to talk about things so that y'all can have a conversation. But at the end of the day, it is your child's life. It is not your life. And you should allow your child to live their life like you're being allowed to live your life. So, T.I., if you're trying to stop your daughter from fucking for the sake of you don't want her fucking, that's a problem. Now, if you're trying to intervene and make sure that she's smart, responsible, and is making sure that she's waiting for the right person, the right circumstances, and you want to save her from getting hurt, I agree with that only to a certain degree. Because at the end of the day, a motherfucker going to get hurt. A motherfucker going to get fucked over. A motherfucker going to be with somebody who ain't shit and going mis- to mistreat him. A motherfucker going to get fucked over by somebody saying, ooh, I really want to be with you. I really want to make this work. And all they want is the sex. It happens. I'm not saying it's right, but you don't get the scars that you need. You don't build up the calluses that you need to be the best person that you can be if you don't have the opportunity to experience it for yourself. If you're only living off what your parents want you to experience, you don't have a full experience on life. You don't have, you don't get to feel it. You don't know what it's like. My mama can tell me all the time that the, hey, the iron hot. Don't touch the hot iron. It's plugged in. I don't know it's hot till it burns me. Now, don't get it twisted. I don't think we should learn every lesson on our own. We should learn lessons from others. Absolutely. But some things you have to just experience for yourself so it so you understand. I've had countless flaws that I've had that people like, hey, man, you you know, you might want to work on that one. That, you don't need to do that. That's not good for you. That's terrible. But it took me realizing it's terrible and it's not good for me to actually change my life. And I ain't see anybody else saying and you know, this reminds me of the the excuse me, the helicopter parents, the Felicity Hoffman, the Huffmans, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, 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 Aunt Becky, whatever her real name is, all of that. Those parents got so consumed in trying to provide the perfect life for their kids, 
that they sabotage their kids' lives because they're not allowing their kids to actually experience life for themselves. It's okay to fuck up. Ain't nobody perfect. J. Cole Ben told you that. Nobody's perfect, babe, but you're perfect for me. It, you don't have to be perfect. You're going to be perfect for someone else. So it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to get lumps. It's okay to have scars. Shit. Scars tell a story. Don't get me wrong. I don't like rough hands. I don't like rough feet. But a scar here or there. Ooh, what happened right there? Oh, when I was five, ba 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 ba. Oh, damn. You're a little tomboy, huh? You know, they tell a story. I got scars. I can tell you stories about my scars. Oh, I, jump, I jumped into a damn doorway trying to act like I was dunking, forgetting that I could jump high enough to dunk. And it was a little ass fucking doorway. Busted my forehead up into the white meat. Oh, I tripped. Oh, man, what's that on your chin? Oh, I tripped going up some steps and I banged my chin on the fucking, on the fucking pole. I had to get stitches. Oh, I cut myself with a, with, a, with a knife, being young, playing with a knife. Oh, I cut myself on some damn barbed wire. Oh, I had infotigo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I had these scars that provide experience. Those are physical scars, but I also have and mental scars. I also have emotional scars from things that I've experienced in life because I experienced it. I experienced the heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? I experienced the fucking being the not shit ass motherfucker who 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 hurt someone else and then ended up hurting because I hurt that person. But you don't feel that until you've done it. You can't love and lose somebody until you've actually loved and lost somebody. Doesn't matter what your parents' situation was. Your parents can say, hey man, this is why our, our marriage didn't work. Here's why our marriage worked. Okay, you can take some of that shit into to consideration, most definitely. But you don't know that heartbreak until you've been heartbroken. You don't know, like, hey, I'm going to do this to ensure that I never put myself in this situation or put someone else I care about in this situation because I remember how it made me feel the first, feel the first time. And that's what I got for T.I. Um, Popeye's hype is so fucking dumb. I had the original sandwich. But if you think about how long it took them to get these sandwiches, they had the goddamn Roy's rocking and uh, a little bit of chicken. Roy chicken. Roy chicken. Roy chicken. But the bigger picture is it's crazy how this commercial shit really impacts our minds and our brains, right? You have people really like standing in line all day for a goddamn chicken sandwich. And Popeye's has already had chicken. For one, Popeye's, why are you just getting a motherfucking chicken sandwich? Why haven't you had the chicken sandwich for years? That's one question. But more importantly, why are you people fighting over this damn sandwich? It ain't that good. I've had one. It's good. It's good as fuck. I like it. But ain't no damn chicken worth fighting over unless we're talking about life or death. And if you're going to Popeye's and life or death is the alternative, then your priorities are drastically fucked up. But prayer, thoughts and prayers go to the family of, 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 of the young man who was killed fucking over some goddamn Popeye's. That's stupid. That is stupid. Y'all niggas really killing over Popeye's, bro? Killing the name of what? I mean, a $5 sandwich? I mean, y'all killed over enough Jordans, and now we're killing over fucking sandwiches. How how obsessed are we with being with what's in? Like how hype be how big of hype beast are we? How important is it to be the most trendy motherfucker to keep up with the Jones? Is that what it boils down to? 
Is that why the black dollar spends so fast? Because we care so much about appealing to other people, doing what's it. Is that what it boils down to? That's what bothers me about this Popeye thing. I don't really just give a fuck if motherfuckers want to go get a Popeye sandwich and want to talk about it. That's fine. Oh, yeah, this is a good sandwich. And I don't want to hear people saying, oh, yeah, I'll go out and do, do this for Popeye's, but y'all won't do it for a black-owned business. Well, Popeye's is a proven commodity. It has nothing to do with the ownership. It has everything to do with the reputation of the business, okay? And I'm sorry, most of your black-owned businesses aren't going internationally viral because they don't have an international audience. They don't have the international marketing structure behind them. Just throwing that out there, okay? So let's, 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 let's not be stupid here when we talk about stuff like that. But is it so important to be it? Like, do we lack that much self-esteem as a people that we have to prove to one another that we are relevant by going to eat a fucking sandwich or wearing a certain pair of shoes? I think the answer is yes. Now, I think there is a justifiable reason behind this answer, especially here in America, but I don't think it's okay. I do believe that we have to get past caring about what other people think. Like, if you want the sandwich, go get the sandwich because you like it. If you don't want the sandwich, don't eat it. But I also don't want to say, am I the only person who ain't had that sandwich? Or the people who went and got it and didn't like it. Bro, this shit was trash. I don't even know why. Okay, who cares? What does it fucking matter? You're just saying that to speak. You're saying that to have a point. You want people to know what you feel, but the problem is you're not offering or adding any value to the bigger conversation. I'm not going to tell you not to support big business because guess what? Big business makes things cheaper for us, and some people can't afford to utilize smaller businesses. Big business, I'm sorry, if you're good at what you do, you deserve to be rewarded for being good at it, okay? But here's my problem. Like, hey, look, just don't be exploited by these big businesses and going to the degree that you're promoting their shit more than you're promoting other things that, you know, may be more beneficial to you. They Popeye's is paid. The motherfuckers is rich. Rich as fuck. And if you like it, promote it. And if you don't, shit on it, whatever. But I'm just saying, it shouldn't be this big of a deal. And we definitely shouldn't have people dying over a fucking chicken sandwich. That just speaks to people's lack of emotional stability, a lack of emotional maturity. Like, control your emotions. Get better. At your at, at being yourself, that that's that's just totally unacceptable. Um, enough of Popeyes. Let, let's get let's talk about Kanye. So, I, I still don't know exactly how I feel about Kanye West and his what Jesus is God album. I listened to it. I gave it um I gave it a, a full listen, and it was nice on the ears. I had no no major issues with the album. It made me want to listen to gospel music, which is what I like. What I what I really liked about it. So it like I did a little meditation, did a little time with God. Like after like while listening to the album, God said, "Oh, I want to hear this song now," and I'll go back to the album. So I like that. Um, but people are upset about maybe the fact that Kanye is using religion. As a means to rebrand himself, maybe as a means to troll, maybe as a means to start a cult. Maybe he's just being Kanye and he's not necessarily in tune with God. I don't know. And honestly, it's not for for me to say because I don't know what's going on in his heart. Yes, I've seen some of his actions and I don't agree with a lot of his actions. But 
who's perfect. Like I talked about earlier, no one's perfect. And if I were judged on everything that I've done in my life, then I would be categorized as somebody who couldn't bring anyone to God because, oh, you've done this, you've done that. You Now you're talking about bringing people to Jesus? Man, look, I'm flawed. It doesn't mean I don't have a relationship with, with, with Jesus. So I'm not going to say what Kanye is doing. But here's what I, I will say. Be mindful of the people you follow. You have to. But my issue with a lot of this is Kanye is catching more scrutiny than your favorite TV pastor who is robbing you blind out of your money and you're paying this much to go to this conference, this much for this holy water, this much to go to this service, this much to read this book from somebody who has just painted themselves as a total religious being the entire time that you have been involved with them, but they are making a lot of money off of you. Those scammers. Or maybe even your own local pastor who is living high on the hog, as they say, but is not necessarily, you're not necessarily seeing that money flow back into the congregation to help the congregation or the community. Or you're not seeing it to like build up the church, okay? You're not seeing programs that could be financed through what's coming in because it's going into someone else's pocket. Or being guilt-tripped into putting money into the collection plate, right? Money that you don't have. Right? So, so I ask some of you Kanye skeptics, be skeptical of the person who you're listening to. And I think we all should be skeptical of people that we listen to, no matter where they come from, because you, you shouldn't take people for face value. We want to trust people, but at the same time, like... People have ulterior motives, no matter who they are or what it is. So I just say take that same energy that you have against Kanye and, and apply it to other places. But that does not exonerate Kanye. Be critical of Kanye because I'm going to tell you something right now. Kanye's track record doesn't speak well for this. The fact that he talked about God blessed him to save so-and-so amount of money because of tax write-off, this and that, is kind of nasty. The $50 socks that he's selling, the $200 hoodies that he's selling, this shit's sick. It's fucking sick. The Brunchella shit where he gave y'all goddamn two pieces of bacon and a flabby, flabby ass piece of motherfucking pancake. What the fuck do you expect from Kanye? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... I, I'm not shocked by this. At the end of the day, he's a he's about getting a dollar. Or the fact that the album, he's saying it's a gospel album, but it's on the hip-hop charts. Well, he's a hip-hop artist, so I don't... Okay. I don't know. I really don't. And I'm not going to put too much energy... And to say that, oh, Kanye is this and that and the third. Here's what I tell you. Fuck the messenger. Listen to the message. If the message is positive and the message brings you closer to God, closer to your higher power, makes you a better person, digest it. Listen to it. Absorb it. If the music puts you in a great place, if it makes you feel good, if you like it, if it makes you want to be more like God, then use it as gospel music. Use it as gospel. But if it's not, if it doesn't, fuck it. Who gives a fuck what Kanye does? It does not have to affect you. You don't have to give a fuck about what Kanye's doing. Alright? It's not that damn serious. Damn, we just like Plunging right through the topic, since we're going to talk about entertainment and rappers, I think the Gucci Man and Breakfast Club debacle is fucking hilarious. Gucci Man, 
my favorite rapper, favorite, I didn't say he's the best, Gucci Man is my favorite rapper. I've been a huge Gucci Man fan since 2006. Shout out to Jordan Callahan. And I listened to the Breakfast Club interview when they initially had the little little beef where he said what he said about ye. I don't care about the actual words said because I think these are adult individuals and all of that could have been handled on off camera. I don't care. Apparently, Angela Yee wanted an on camera apology. She would not accept the behind the scenes apology, which I think is bullshit personally. Um, because if somebody's sincerely sorry and wants to make amends, then it's like, hey, we don't have to publicize everything. All we have to do is come out and say, hey, we talked about it behind the, behind the scenes, and now we're good. That's how I feel. That's, that's Big Baby's feelings. But I can understand why somebody would want a public act to be reconciled in the public. But the, the, the real conversation piece is, is Charlamagne wrong for doing the interview? I'm going to go ahead and tell you absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. Fuck no. Okay. Gucci tried to come to a breakfast club, apparently. That's what he said. That's what his people were saying. He was not allowed to come to the breakfast club at whatever point because of the tip he had with them. They wouldn't book him. And then when he finally uh, verbalized it and brought up the, the reasons and stuff, Envy and Angelique said, no, we didn't say you were banned, but we said that, um, Envy said, well, I wasn't going to do it if Angela wouldn't do it. And Angela was like, well, unless you do this, you can't, I don't want to do the interview. And Envy was like, well, since Angela ain't going to do it, I ain't going to do it. So, nigga, he banned. I don't give a fuck what you say. Y'all don't, y'all don't want him on the, on, on the ship. Charlamagne's like, fuck it, this nigga ain't do shit to me. Y'all ain't really my friends. Y'all are my coworkers. So, why would I not take this opportunity to do a sit-down with somebody on my own personal platform that is not the Breakfast Club to have a conversation? So, the conversation itself, I have no problem with. Uh, from all reports, the controversial things that Gucci Man said, he let them know about before they came out. I have no problems there. But for them to be up, for people to say that it was wrong for him to take the interview, just like, hold on, you don't control his pockets, you don't know what's going on in his heart. Was he doing it? If he was doing it for the right reasons, like, hey, this person wants to have this conversation with me, a person who was there in the room when it happened, right? He wants to get it out. Why would I not take that? I can give my people a heads up, hey, I'm taking this. I'm not asking for permission because they're not asking me for permission to get every other bag that they're getting, okay? I don't think Envy has to say, Hey, Charlemagne, I'm hosting at this club. I know you don't fuck with this artist. You cool if he goddamn come on and perform while I'm hosting tonight, DJing. Absolutely fucking not. So for the interview, Charlemagne owes them nothing. Now, here's the hard part, though. Once Gucci Man got disrespectful, how does Charlemagne react to it? Because you have to understand, you can't get too aggressive with somebody like Gucci Man because you don't know where that goes. And ain't nobody trying to get knocked out by Gucci. That nigga got muscles now. And as, as much as he's changed... We still revert back to what we know when we're in fight or flight mode. Okay. Then also, sometimes shit be funny. Like I was telling a friend, I was like, man, I'll I tell you, it was weird because I was having a conversation with one of our with one of our friends who you were on great terms with, and the motherfucker said some shit about you that was totally disrespectful, but this shit was funny. I laughed. I was like, hey, bro, chill out. You, you, you're going too far. But if a joke is funny, a joke is funny. You don't have to be complicit in what is said in the joke 
even if you laugh at it because things are funny and you can't always control what you laugh at. I'm sure all of us have laughed at something that we had no business laughing at. I know I have. Shit, I made a joke the other day that was fucking terrible. I'm not going to repeat it on this platform. It was in a group text, but it was it was a totally distasteful joke, but it was fucking funny. So I think that, like, what, what are you really mad about? Did somebody betray your, your, your trust? Like, if you're not fucking friends, then who gives a fuck? They don't owe you shit. Oh, well, we work together. I don't give a fuck. Now, I think that you should consider... You should consider the repercussions of what happens when you do something that will upset a coworker. But I don't think you should live your life like based on what the fuck they, they would think. Fuck them. Unless they're paying your bills. And now you see where the Breakfast Club is at a point that all of them have their solo ventures. Right? They're all big enough personalities that like they're trying to figure out who the fuck is Beyonce. Well, we all know Charlemagne's Beyonce. Right? He, he is. I would say Envy's Kelly, you know, big mainstream star. Then you got Yee, who's more like Michelle, who has like her her niche. Her she has like her niche, like she has her her following, and she can go off and be successful elsewhere. But I don't think she would be like at mainstream successful if they are were to break up. Um, but yeah, that's what happens when you have a bunch of egos in a room, and people are good and they're prideful. They're like, you know what? Yeah, we came through the struggle together. To get to become these household names, but now we're household names. Motherfucker, I don't need you. That's why Destiny Child broke up. That's why boy bands break up. That's why motherfucking uh uh uh, uh I can't even think of their name. It's arguing. Name name the group, right? That's why we don't see boy bands no more. That's why goddamn Fizz is fucking Omarion's motherfucking baby mama, which is nuts. Cuffing your homeboy's baby mama is nuts. How dare you cuff your homeboy's baby mama? Like, what What makes you think that's okay? Like, I don't give a fuck how attractive she is. I don't care what shot she shoots at you. It's like, yo, fam. You and my homeboy dated. Y'all have a kid together. What do I look like cuffing you? But that really tells you that how close the relationship really is. Because if y'all are boys, it's like, hey, nah, I'm good off that. Now, it's one thing if... If it's like a chick, you, you you casually mess around with nothing serious. And to me, you still run that by your man. She's like, hey, bro, I know you, you know what I mean? Woo the woo, but here's what it is. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody fucking with some of your, 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 some of your work, I shouldn't say work. If a motherfucker fucking one of your chicks, then y'all probably ain't that close. Or y'all are really close and y'all just do it together and y'all don't care. But the baby moms, that's just a no-go. Like, it's just totally, it's just totally disrespectful. Like, what's the point? Of doing that. What is accomplished from that? But then again, here, here goes the counterpoint, right? Here goes the counterpoint. That y'all's relationship is that their relationship is over. Y'all caught a vibe, and you know, there was nothing malicious. You didn't do anything to cross the line before 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 they were like while they were together. But but then y'all are together now. I wouldn't do it. I still think it's weird. I think it's dirty, disgusting. Ah. I would. I, I just think it's not. It's not upstanding, but people do. But I don't want to talk about these motherfuckers. Fuck them. Uh, what, what, what else do I have on my list? I'm damn near done, and it's crazy. Like when I'm doing this shit, like with a clear mind, actually feeling this shit, we just like punch through so many of these damn topics. Oh, so I wanted to talk about this a few weeks ago. 
And it was something that really, really grinded my gears. Uh, that was so fucking corny, Adam. You're terrible. Excuse me, I Wet my whistle. I'm gonna say that three times fast. Let's have an ass nigga. Wet my whistle. Wet my whistle. Wet my whistle. I'm I'm exacerbating my list, but anyways, um, I, the motherfucker from Temple, Temple in motherfucking Philly, had on a shirt that said HBCU ish. That made me sick, sick to my damn stomach. I don't know what the inspiration of it was. I don't care, but your institution is not HBCU ish. Okay, it's in the hood. Got it. Oh, maybe there's a lot of black people there. I didn't even look it up. I don't care. Shout out to Sean. Sean with the temple. Sean Lee D, my guy. But anyways, it, I'm just like, what you're saying is so disrespectful to the essence of HBCU. Because HBCUs were institutions that, of higher learning built because African Americans could not go to PWIs, predominantly white institutions. We can get into those schools. So we had to build our own. And to compare your predominantly white institution, which may not be predominantly white, but like demographically, to an HBCU and say, ish, get the fuck out of here. It shits on our tradition and our values. Why do we go to HBCUs? I went to HBCU because of the tradition. I went because... I was a black man suffering some identity shit, not growing up around motherfucking black men who are smart, athletic, and fun-loving people like to get out, have a great time. Didn't grow around, didn't grow up around many of those people. I found that at the HBCU I went to. That's why I went there. Morehouse College, class of 14. Shout out. But it, it is it, it is just, I just think it's ignorant. I think it's it's it's. Just disgusting because you have to understand it's bigger than than whatever cool thing you think there is about an HBCU. There's a reason why we like homecoming. There's a reason that we go hard for our for our institutions. And I'm not gonna lie to you, in house I shit on a lot of HBCUs. Why? Because I think I went to the best HBCU there is. Period. Point blank. But in in public, I ride for HBCUs. I. I advise damn near every young black student I know, hey, bro, go to HBCU. Try it out. It's a dope experience. You would never have that experience again in your life. You would never have the opportunity to be in a successful environment as the majority. Period. Point blank, period. We look around and like, oh, damn, we all look alike. And we're all striving to be great. It's an absolutely great experience. I recommend it to any body, black, even if you don't graduate from an HBCU, even if you don't do the full four or five years, however long it takes you, <coughs> just to get a touch of it is, is very important, and so for a, a student to wear a t-shirt, say HBCU-ish, playing off the black-ish uh, TV show, I just think it's irresponsible and ignorant, but hopefully somebody educated the young queen, and she and she learns that it's just it's just deeper than the surface level uh, superficial things about going to an HBCU. It, it's way more about tradition. It's way more about learning your history, getting in touch with your roots, and meeting like-minded people who came there for similar things. All right. Got that out of the way. Um, hey, look, quickly, we don't want Cam Newton in Atlanta. For you niggas who think you want Cam Newton in Atlanta, fuck no. We, 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 don't, we don't want that. 
absolutely not. We don't want that. Um, because, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck does Cam Newton to Atlanta do? He's not an accurate quarterback. It's gonna take. He, he's hurt. He has a bad shoulder, a bad foot. We don't know what is what's gonna come from this Lynch Frank injury. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones have great rapport. The problem with the Falcons is not necessarily the offense. I think we need a running back, definitely. I would like more creative play calls so Julio gets more touchdowns. But we need to build our defense. Our defense is trash. Uh, Keanu Neal's been hurt back-to-back seasons. I'm done with him. Our pass rush has been shit. I'm done with all them damn pass rushes. They all can fucking go. Uh, yeah, we need new pass rushers. Um, defensive scheme is shit. All, like So I think that we... I think that that's where we need to be looking at building and not bringing in Cam Newton. And plus, he's from Atlanta. He will be distracted. Trust me. All right, that's that. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, two more topics. So, so I don't know if you all are aware, but, like, apparently on Instagram, uh, they, it's not apparently. they On Instagram, they've been trying on in different countries to see what would happen if we remove likes from Instagram. Or viewing the likes, I, I'm gonna be sh- I'm gonna be excited to see how this happens. Apparently, the next week or two, it's gonna be happening in the United States. And part of me thinks we don't we should we I don't think we should have to do this. I don't think I, I don't think it should ever have gotten to this point. But it is to this point, and I think it's a I think it's a good experiment. I'm not gonna say I, don't, I think it's good because I don't know what's gonna happen from it uh, because people are so consumed with likes. And people's obsession with likes is 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 not healthy, and I think that's something that we need to move past because you are begging for the acceptance of people who barely know you. Because people who actually like you, they're gonna like you in your inbox. They're gonna call you. They're gonna text you. They're they're gonna hit your DMs. Like they're gonna like let you know they're fucking with you privately. But then you have people who uh, the clout chasers who like shit just for the sake of clout, just for the sake of people seeing. Oh yeah, bro, I'm rocking with you. It's like the person you see out all the time, and every time they see, they see that, hey, yo, hey, we got, we, we need to link up, hit me. Nick, if you want to talk, hit my goddamn phone. It's the same thing, and I'm curious to see if people's behavior will change if they don't know if it's liked. You know, because if, if you're not getting positive feedback for your actions, it, it, if you're not confident in who you are or the or, or, or what you're doing, you're gonna be less likely to take some of the chances that you're taking. You're gonna you may regress back to who you truly are. And I think that if if, if we go this way based on removing likes, I love it. I absolutely love it. If we can get people to be themselves and stop looking for the viral moment, social media will do its job. Keep people in touch. Allow you to see how people are living and what they're doing, but it not become a fucking dick swinging contest of shit that don't even fucking matter because we all flexing and faking and flogging on here anyways. You're doing it for the likes. And I'm not gonna sit and act like I'm innocent of it. I've definitely been like, oh yeah, bro, I gotta post this. We're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna do big likes on this one, you know what I mean? Like all the effort that's put into getting the right caption right. Oh yeah, boy, boy, look at that caption, boy. You like that quote, huh? Came through dripping. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just think that's something to consider. I I like it. I just don't like that we have to do it. And I'm curious to see how it's going to happen, how it's going to change the way that people interact on social media. Uh, I'll definitely come up with a. I'll definitely come uh, with a follow up to this one once we start seeing some results 
Will it slow down social media? Will it speed it up? Speed it up. Speed it up. <laughs> um, will the content change? Will it be like more more authentic content? More original authentic content? I hope so. Um, but keep your eyes peeled. All right, so I got a screenshot for um, my final topic of this here podcast. Uh, let me find the screenshot. Oh, no, I'm not touching that one. Oh, I kind of like this one. I'm, I'm going to save it, though, because it's not, um, it's not, it's not um, dated. We can get back to this later. Where the fuck is that damn screenshot? I'm so sorry, you all. I, 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 but fuck it. You know, it's a goddamn shame that it's a goddamn shame that that uh, I can't find this fucking screenshot. You would think that I would have prepared it before I started potting, so then I could just hop right into it. But I'm gonna sit here and talk about absolutely nothing until I can find this. Hopefully, you don't leave the damn uh, podcast. Uh, Jesus Christ. All right, I can't find it, but here, but here's 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 pretty much the gist of it. It essentially says um, it's crazy how when you're when you're young in school, they ask you what you want to be like, what's your what's your dream job or some shit like that. Oh, it's some type of um. Damn, that was terrible. The post essentially is asking you is talking about how it, when you're in school, they ask you what you like, what your dream job would be when you grow up. And you're being conditioned to work for the rest of your life. Yes, you're being conditioned to work for the rest of your life because in order to make money, you have to work. And for you woke people who are like, who who are like, I ain't working for nobody. That's fine. It's okay to be that way. We need entrepreneurs. But there is no harm in working for someone to make ends meet. I'm not even going to say just because because you enjoy it. Because at, at some point, you, you have to make ends meet. Now, ideally, do we want to work for, do we want to work doing something that we love? Absolutely. Do we want to work for people that we care about? Absolutely. Do we want to work with people that we care about? Absolutely. Do we want to be aligned with the organization that we work for? Absolutely. But we have to take sacrifices in different places because at the end of the day, motherfucker, you got to make money. So I don't think you're being conditioned to work your entire life. But there is an understanding that you do have to work in order to 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 live, not like literally live, but to have access to to the means of life. Like, dog, if you don't fucking work, how do you make money? So think about ways of generating income. Now, I think that entrepreneurship should be more, it should be emphasized a lot more. Yes, absolutely. But most importantly, it's about figuring out what works for you, what makes you happy, what keeps your bills paid, what puts food on your table, and the rest of it, is, 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 who gives a fuck? If they don't pay your bills, if they're not fucking with your family and they're not fucking with your well-being, then don't worry about it. All right. Uh, that's the pod for the week. Uh, I'm looking for a co-host. I need a I need a, a, a nice looking young lady. Yes, there's some discriminators here. 
because uh, I got to be able to flirt with you. I got to be attracted to you, right? Um, just a little bit. I'm not trying to get on no damn Weinstein type shit. I ain't no, 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 no. We ain't gonna be ain't gonna be fucking a co-host. That wouldn't that wouldn't be okay. But definitely need a uh, female co-host so I can kick shit with. Keep me in check. Keep me in line. Uh, <laughs> Monterey, where y'all at? Where the co-host at? You know, intelligent. You know, can keep, can keep up with the topics. Don't get annoyed by me, like, sending you information all the time. Because, like, it's a constant It's a constant thing. It's always a back and forth. Yeah, because you got to build the chemistry. So you're in constant conversation. It, it, it It's crazy. But anyways, uh, I've enjoyed this podcast. I'm happy that I re-recorded it. I may eventually drop the other one uh, on a dead week where I don't get anything done. Um, but I'll let you all know. Uh, yeah, get the fuck out your bubble. Big baby, yeah! I don't say bitch no more.